new concepts and ideas to help you reach your full potential. Success 101 Podcast. Welcome to the Success 101 Podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren. At each episode, my goal is to bring you a new concept or idea to help you maximize your full potential. Thanks for joining me here today. Now let's kick things off. Welcome back to another episode of the Success 101 podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren, and I'm excited to bring you episode number 113 here on the compound effect. And so much of this information that I'm bringing you this morning came from Darren Hardy's book, The Compound Effect, which I absolutely love. And those of you who are regular listeners of the Success 101 podcast might remember that I did an earlier version of the compound effect back in the first 79, 80 or so episodes that I did that were private episodes on private links through SoundCloud, just trying to make sure I got everything right before we did an iTunes launch. And this was one of those. Well, I've gone back and I've done the compound effect again because I knew there was more information to get there. Just as always, anytime you read a book, You highlight, you make notes, you pull a lot from it, but you really don't get the full meat of the book until you go back through it a second or possibly a third time. Question is, are you going to have discipline enough to do that? Many of us, we finish a book, we make some notes, we think it's great, but then we want to move on to something else. I would encourage you on those books out there that are the most impactful for you for knowledge and learning, go back a second and a third time. Don't be so quick to ditch it and move on to something else and say that was a great book, but then have a tough time really pulling the knowledge out of your mind, go back through it again. So the big thing today is the compound effect. And this blew my mind, guys, the first time I went through it, because this information, it's not rocket science. It's so simple, but yet most of us don't apply this in our everyday lives. These are small, smart choices that consistently applied over an extended period of time are going to equal huge results, and they're going to compound over time. You guys may have heard my review before on The Rise of Superman by Stephen Coulter. He talks about getting just a little bit better each day by about 4%. 4% better today, 4% better tomorrow, 4% better the next day. Are you going to do that or are you going to have just bursts of performance that make you a little bit better, but really not that sustained compounding movement going forward? The other thing that I would tell you guys, I think I made a post about it just the other day on Facebook, I believe where my Success 101 page is, but I I took a picture of Success 101 magazine that I get delivered here every single month to my office. It's an awesome magazine. If you don't have it or you've never checked it out, go get a copy today. Darren Hardy is the creator of Success Magazine. And you can also go to Darren Hardy, that's D-A-R-R-E-N-H-A-R-D-Y.com and check out a lot of his work. But he talks about this compounding effect over time, how little small changes equal huge results in the big scheme of things. And you guys have probably heard the penny exercise before. One of the uh, one of the quotes that I pulled out of the notes here in my book, it talks about, you know, the compound effect. It's the principle of getting huge rewards from a series of small. And as I said before, smart choices. And what the coolest thing about this is, guys, that I love is that even though the results are massive, the steps to get there especially in the moment, they don't feel very significant. So he says, whether you're using this strategy for improving your health, 
your business, your finances, anything else that's out there, the changes are so subtle, they're almost hard to detect. And that's why many times I feel, personally, my opinion is we start down this path of getting some results. We don't see exactly the huge results we thought we were going to right at first. And then we say, punt, I'm done, I'm out, I'm going to go try something different. And we give up on that thing that we were trying to get toward when really below the surface, there are impactful things happening for us that if we just stuck with it for a longer period of time, and for some things, guys, that's possibly a lifetime that we're going to have to wait and see the results from. But these compounding effects are happening underneath the scenes. And as he says, they're so subtle, you may not even be able to perceive that they're happening. And those small changes, they're going to offer many times no immediate result or, you know, no big win. There's no obvious, hey, I, I checked the box and I made this happen. And most people, he says, get tripped up by the simplicity of the compound effect. And what they don't realize is that these small, seemingly insignificant steps completed consistently, you'll hear me say that many times today, insignificant steps completed consistently over time, they're going to create a radical difference. And he gives us a few examples of this in action. There's many more in the book than what I have time to go into here today in this podcast. But the first one, you guys have probably heard of the penny exercise, the magic penny. And it's it's just fascinating to me. The first time I heard this, I was like, that can't be true. It can't be correct. But he takes two people and says, look, I'll give you two choices. I'll give you $3 million in cash today, just right up front, immediate gratification. Or I'll give you a penny and I'll double it every day for 31 days. Which would you prefer? So most of us are going to say, hey, give me three million bucks up front right now. Why would I want a penny a day that doubles over the next 31 days? But if you take that three million today, then you're going to feel pretty good about it. Again, immediate gratification. But then when you start getting out further into the equation, let's say uh, day five, person A has three million bucks they got up front. Day five, the person B has 16 cents, right? Who looks like a genius there? Day 10, there's $5.12 that's the other person has. Okay, so you're feeling like, you know, if you took the penny, you're feeling like, man, I made the biggest mistake of my life here. Even at 20 days in, the person who took the pennies is only at 52, a little over 5,200 bucks. And you're feeling good if you're the person that took the 3 million. You're feeling great about your decision. But then, as Darren Hardy says, the magic of the compound effect kicks in. Fast forward to day 31, and the person who chose the pennies now has $10,737,000 and some change to your $3 million. Okay, I'll repeat that again. Fast forward to day 31, and person B who took the pennies, they now have $10,737,000 and some change to your $3 million. Who looks like a winner now, right? And, and the cool thing is we can apply this to any aspect of our lives. Most of us think that getting immediate results are going to be really rewarding. It's that immediate gratification. Sometimes that's generational. You look at one generation to the next and one prefers immediate gratification over the other. But for most of us as human beings, we're just wired that way. If we can get something now, we want it now. But research over and over would tell you that immediate results are far less rewarding than steady improvement. Research would tell you over and over that immediate results are going to be far less rewarding than steady improvement. And if you get the book, you'll see the example in there of two or three different friends who start changing some habits in their life. One cuts 100, 125 calories out of their diet each day. One starts adding 125 calories to their diet. And over you know a period of time, a 31 months, I believe it is, 
it not only shows how much weight one person had gained by just adding on 125 calories, how much weight another person had lost by just taking out 125 calories over those 31 months, but even what that ripple effect of losing that weight, just something very insignificant, 125 calories, what that ripple effect bled out to where they got a promotion at work, they felt better for sustaining their relationships, they felt healthier, they felt better, their mood was lifted versus the other person, just from little insignificant things that you don't even realize is going on below the surface. 125 calories, I mean, that's that's nothing, right? I mean, look at a Pop-Tart. I love Pop-Tarts. I, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but a Pop-Tart has a ton of calories in it. I remember whenever I was little, I loved to eat Pop-Tarts, and my mom told me at one point, she knew I liked working out as I was in junior high and high school. And she said, do you know how many calories are in a Pop-Tart? And I thought, man, I don't know. It's awesome. Awesome is what how many calories are in there. But these little small wins that happen over time that you almost don't even see happening, many times you're going to take that success for granted and you're going to stop doing what got you there in the first place because you don't see these results happening. And then suddenly things become very normal. They become very, you know, uh, lackluster and you, you really don't want to stay down that path because you don't see any real changes. But those things are going on behind the scenes. OK, so as he describes it, it's unsexy, it's unexciting, it's mundane. And we've got to figure out, guys, it's very crucial to avoid becoming very disappointed when you don't see immediate effects. Hopefully you hear me saying that over and over. And if we stick with that, we, we're going to help to ensure that we're keeping up and generating good results going forward. And Darren Hardy even takes it a step further and goes on to say that, look, the only path to success is through a continuum of mundane, unsexy, unexciting, and sometimes difficult daily disciplines that are compounded over time. And the results, guys, the, the life and the lifestyle and all of that that you want to have, the dreams that you want to have, they can be yours when you put the compound effect to work. And if you use the principles that are outlined in this book, you're going to create a great ending for yourself. But what? I'll say it again. They're going to arrive over time through a continuum of mundane, unsexy, unexciting, and sometimes very difficult daily disciplines that are compounded over time. And there was a section of this book that I loved about tracking. I know with the financial advisors that I'm coaching here each day, we have a blueprint. We have a system that we try to follow here in my office that has been proven over time. Many years of data have proven this system, and we track things religiously. We track things over and over because if we don't track things, we're not going to be able to measure our success. And I loved this quote that I pulled out in the book. It says, quote, right this moment, pick an area of your life where you most want to be successful. Do you want more money in the bank, a trimmer waistline, the strength to compete in an Ironman event, a better relationship with your spouse or kids? Picture where you are in that area right now. Now picture where you want to be, richer, thinner, happier, you name it. The first step toward change is awareness. If you want to get from where you are now to where you want to be, you have to start by becoming aware of the choices that lead you away from your desired destination. Become very conscious of every choice you make today so that you can begin to make smarter choices moving forward, end quote. So guys, it's very clear. The first step toward change is what? It's awareness, and we're going to get there by tracking. His advice is track every action that relates to the area of your life that you want to improve. Sounds very simple, right? But if you start tracking things, how much more aware are you going to be of that? If you step on the scale every single morning and you track that, how likely are you to put on another 10 pounds over the next six months. It could happen, right? 
but not if you're doing things in a disciplined way, not if you're tracking those and you're really looking at it each day, you're going to be able to stay more in tune to it. And you have to have these behaviors. You have to have a behavioral map that you're following to where achieving these goals that you've decided upon is the most important thing in your life, even if it doesn't look that exciting. This is the doing process, he goes on to say. And in some cases, it's the stop doing process. What stands in between our goals and not achieving those goals, guys, is our behavior, simply put. And if there's anything that you need to stop doing out there, so the compound effect isn't taking you into a downward spiral, then notice that, stop doing that, and you're only going to recognize it by tracking it. And similarly, if you need to start doing things so that your path is on the most beneficial direction, then you've got to figure out what habits and behaviors you need to subtract from your life and you need to add to your life to keep you going down that path. So one of my favorite parts talks about momentum and I just love this idea of momentum carrying us forward in seemingly insignificant ways, but momentum can carry us forward in very significant ways as well. And there's the idea of a rocket ship that gets launched. The space shuttle uses more fuel during the first few minutes of its flight than it does the rest of the entire trip. Think about that. The space shuttle uses more fuel during the first few minutes of its flight than it does the rest of the entire trip. Why? Because it has to break out of the gravity that's holding us all in. And once it does, it can start really soaring and rising and it can get on out of orbit. So the hard part is what? It's getting off the ground. Same thing for us. Our old ways, our old habits, they're just like trying to get a giant space shuttle off the ground and get it out of the pool of gravity. Everything wants to stay at rest. And you're going to need a lot of energy to break that inertia and get your new path underway. But once you get momentum, and hear me on this, guys, once you get momentum, it's going to be hard to stop, especially if you're tracking things. You're going to be virtually unbeatable if you're tracking it and you're sticking with it consistently over time. And here's the cool part. You can do that even though you're putting out considerably less effort and getting greater results. So we've got to get going down this path in the right way of life. We've got to build up this momentum. It doesn't just happen. Remember, everything wants to stay at rest if left up to its own devices. But we've got to make new choices based on our goals and our core values. We've got to put these choices to work through new positive behaviors. We've got to repeat those actions for a long enough period of time to establish new habits, even if it doesn't seem like things are working at first. And then we've got to build in routines to get that locked into our daily discipline to where we carry it out as a lifestyle and stay consistent with that over a longer period of time. And then all of a sudden you realize I've got momentum going for me. I'm actually putting out a little bit less effort than I was in the beginning of this thing. And I am rocking it. That's awesome. I'm going out and crushing every day and it doesn't feel like a chore like it used to. But that's only going to happen if we stick with it long enough. We've got to create routines to keep that momentum going. You know, Speaking of rockets, I don't think it's rocket science to tell you guys that the first step to kickstarting your success is going to be making the right decisions. But then what? We have to take it a step further and we've got to maintain that habit through what? Through the power of this momentum. And if we keep our healthy behavior going for a long enough period of time, you're going to fall into this natural rhythm that you stay in. You'll keep making the right decisions and you're going to feel in some ways unstoppable. That's the power of momentum or the big mo as the book calls it, the big momentum. It's that driving force for success. 
So keep your momentum rolling, keep your healthy behavior going, but this has to be built into your daily routine. So what? You'll have to have a plan. You'll have to track it. You'll have to be realistic about it. And you won't be able to do everything in a short period of time. That's where I get caught up. I want things to happen now. I had a great bit of wisdom given to me a long time ago when it came to small versus bigger things in life. Small things in life are almost like being in a rowboat. We can make a couple of paddles with the oar and we're turning in a new direction and we're heading off down a new path. Larger things that are going to make the biggest impact in our life, that's like trying to turn a barge around in a small bay. I mean, it's very small, tiny, calculated decisions. If you get that thing going too fast and you take on too much at once, you're going to wreck the whole thing. Okay, so you have to be patient with this. We need to get rid of this idea that we've got to go to the gym for an hour or two every single day when we get on a health kick. Research would tell you that going three days a week for a much shorter period of time and sticking to it is far better. So when you're building up this momentum, the length of time that you're working out is not really that important. What matters is that you keep showing up. And if you burn yourself out right in the beginning and you go, oh my gosh, I don't ever want to do that again, you're back not only to zero, but you're back further than zero because you're probably going to start taking on some unhealthy habits. And you could be even more unhealthy than before you started working out because you realize it's not worth it or you think it's not worth it in your mind. So we've got to eliminate situations that cause us to get away from our goals. And that's going to be not taking on too much at once. The other portion I love talking about is setting up rituals and routines. And he goes on to say that you've got to have routines on how to start and how to finish your day. You guys know I love the miracle morning. I love starting off my morning the right way on the right foot, getting up early. If you haven't seen my Snapchat, go to my Snapchat. I just posted one this morning. I got up, got a quick run in. And I posted about doing this podcast, and I think most of it was before even 5 a.m., okay? But that means you've got to have some rituals built in. Go back and listen to some of my previous episodes on building in rituals and habits in the Miracle Morning. I think you're going to get a lot out of that if you haven't heard those before. But we know that p.m. rituals are going to drive what we do in the a.m., so you've got to start there. Most people start thinking about what they need to do the next morning, but they're getting to bed at like 1130 that night. They're wanting to go crush the morning and have a lot of productivity but it's all based on what you do the night before, okay? You've heard me mention Brian Johnson before in his digital sunsets. When the sun goes down, all electronics and technology go off. I hate to say it, but I have not even come close to mastering that one yet. What I have done, though, is I've turned off all the blue light on all of my devices. So if you look at any of my devices, my iPhone, my iPads that I have, even my computer here at work, uh, they've all got programs that are allowing all the blue light to be flushed out of those. And that's going to help me go to sleep faster. From time to time, I take melatonin. You guys may have heard me mention before. But I know that research says that 80 to 90% of your morning and the success your morning could have or maybe won't have is all dependent on what you did the night before. So we have to start there. And it's incredibly important when you get locked into this. I used to say that I could not go to bed early because I would get home at, you know, 6 o'clock or whatever play with the kids, put them to bed. And then I'd finally have, you know, time to myself or with my wife to talk or uh, have dinner or do whatever we needed to do. And I'm thinking, man, if I'm going to get a lot of sleep or if I'm going to get in enough sleep, I'd have to go to bed like as soon as I got home just to be able to get up as early as I know I need to get up to crush, you know, the day. And gosh, what fun is that? Well, that was before I realized the importance of getting rest and getting to bed early. And now it's almost like I can't get to bed fast enough each night. 
So I still get the things done that I need to do. Sometimes that's putting it on my calendar that I need that I need to get home early. On Fridays, I try to get out of here about 2.30 and either go work on think time or if I do need to stay later and do a little bit of work, but I'm getting out early to start start the weekend off on the right foot. Uh, during the week, I'm trying to get out of here by 5. That's the goal, or at least by 5.30 to be leaving here. And I can get home, get the things done I need to do. But, you know, pretty soon, pretty quickly after the kids go to bed, uh, the melatonin shades go on. If I need to take some melatonin because I feel just pretty amped up or I go on a, a evening workout or run or something like that, and I know it's going to be tough to get to sleep, take some melatonin. And then I want my evening to be super locked in to where my morning is going to be incredible because of the way that my nighttime looks. So it's not getting caught up on YouTube videos. It's not getting caught with all the blue light in your face, you know, on screens or uh, or even working out. I mean, you could be, you could even be doing something really good. If your workout routine is more geared toward the night where you get your cortisol levels up really high from working out, you get your heart rate up, it's going to be super hard for you to go to sleep. And some of you are doing that uh, with kids. You find it hard to get up in the mornings. You're sticking to an evening routine. And then you try to get in there and get to bed early because you've heard some advice from me or somebody else on that. And you're just staring at the ceiling going, man, my body feels really fatigued, but I can't even keep my eyes closed because I'm so wide awake. So we've got to get clued in on that. And again, that all goes back to tracking. As we get ready to wrap up here, I'm going to throw one more quote that I found awesome. There were many more, and it's, you know, for a book like this, it's packed with so much wisdom, it's hard to just pull a couple of quotes to get into a quick recording here. But I love this one. It says, quote, no matter where you are or what year it is when you find this book, if I could, I'd ask you these simple questions. Look back on your life five years ago. Are you now where you thought you'd be five years later? Have you kicked the bad habits you vowed to kick? Are you in the shape you wanted to be? Do you have the cushy income, the lifestyle you want, and the personal freedom you expected? Do you have the vibrant health, abundant loving relationships, and world-class skills you had intended to have by this point in your life? If not, why? Simple choices. It comes down to that. It's time to make a new choice. Let's choose not to let the next five years be a continuum of the last. Choose to change your life once and for all. Let's make the next five years of your life fantastically different from the last five, end quote. And those, to me, are really powerful questions. How's your life today versus how you imagined it five years ago? Like most people out there, there's a lot that you've probably accomplished in the last five years, and there's probably a lot that you haven't. And I would say the part that we haven't is probably more detrimental to our long-term success than what we have accomplished for most of us. So now we've got to make small new choices. We've got to apply new behaviors consistently over time. And those are the key words there. New behaviors consistently over time, even if it doesn't seem like they're working for us in the way that we want to. We've got to invite momentum into our life by doing the right things. And then we will let the compound effect take over and we will actually get more done with less effort and in a smaller amount of time. And who doesn't want that? It's going to make our next five years awesome and super fulfilling for us because we're doing the right things. So final wrap up in this book, we know that the keys to success are realizing that number one, you're responsible for your life, forming daily healthy habits, cultivating discipline, pushing past your comfort zone, and then getting to your goals, we have to understand can be very mundane, very boring. But if we stay in that mindset of not recognizing that, not tracking things, not looking at where we actually are on this path, then it's going to be detrimental 
to us achieving what we want to. Steady progress and patience are going to get us where we want to be. So as always, anytime I talk about a book or anything referencing a book out there, I would encourage you to go and get your own copy. You're going to get a ton out of this and let this podcast be the momentum that hopefully gets you up and gets you going in the right direction, but then use the book to further learn how to lock all of this in. Go get Success Magazine. It's an awesome magazine. There's a a lot of magazines I used to subscribe to. I've cut pretty much all of those out. Success Magazine, the Wall Street Journal here from my office. Those are two things that I subscribe to that I found a lot of value in. We'll keep doing so. And then also I would direct you to go to DarrenHardy.com to get more of his great work and uh, some of the articles that he puts out with his team over there. So go out, crush this week. Have a wonderful year by doing small, mundane things and don't get caught up in wondering if they're working or not working. You just stay on the path of what you know is good for you and going to bring success. And I wish the best for you guys. So as always, if you want to send me a note or any content my way, which I absolutely love and encourage you to do, you can reach me on my email. It's the success 101 podcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on social media on Snapchat at Jared S. Warren. You can find me on Instagram at Jared underscore Warren. I'm on Twitter at Warren Jared, or of course on Facebook where the Success 101 podcast page is. That is facebook.com slash success 101 podcast. Enjoyed being here with you today. I hope you pulled a lot of great nuggets away from that. And I hope you get on a new path in your life and find that the compounding effect takes you on a different path over the next five years than where you've been going the past five years. Thanks so much. Keep sending your comments into me. I love hearing from you. And I'll catch you again on the next episode of the Success 101 podcast. Until then. <music>